Good evening, and welcome to our podcast, 148, written May 7, 2023. The title of our podcast today is Blessings and Curses, Part 3. Here is where I believe the United States of America stands right now in history, and that is where we start today, Deuteronomy 28. It's like the crossroad in our deciding to follow God's way or resume our Abrahamic blessing or to proceed into sin and continue with the Abrahamic curses. My Bible says, but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken and or listen unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statute which I command thee this day that all these curses not part of these curses but all of them shall come upon thee and overtake thee Deuteronomy 28 15 paraphrase. Read it. Now, some may say, Brother Gene, this was written and given to Israel of old between 3,000 and 5,000 years ago. How can it be relevant to us and our society today? I will tell you this. Because God's word is a living word. Listen, my friend. The Word of God was written over a period of time, 1,500 plus years, by 40 different authors in three separate languages. And you may wonder how they can be telling the same story with intertwined histories. Well, because that's what our Master ordered them to write in the Bible, in the scriptures. Jesus Christ, the senior author of the Bible. Okay? He spoke to men in person, in dreams, through several acts of God, men documented. He spoke in their minds, and hallelujah, I am a living witness to that one. We call it God-inspired. With some scriptures, including the Ten Commandments, being dictated by God, written by men, and preserved by God. These experiences were for our examples. And because God's word is a living word, it can relate to them back during Moses, the initiator's day, through to John the Revelator's day. I specifically spoke of Moses as the initiator because he was the first man to document God's word according to Bible scholars. And I mentioned John the Revelator because he was the last man to document God's word in the Holy Bible. God's word it can also relate to us today, tomorrow, and forever. It comes after us upon the face of earth. 
because it's a living word. It's always present. It never in the past. It's never in the future. It may speak of the past or the future, but because it's the living word, it's present today. That's why we can relate to things said way back then, today. Whether it's a blessing or a curse, because the word of God lives forever. First Peter 1.25 In the person of Jesus Christ, of course. Now, let the Abrahamic blessing, or curse, I should say, proceed. My Bible say, Curse shalt thou be in the city, Curse shalt thou be in the field, Curse shalt be thy basket and thy store, Curse shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind and our cattle, and the flocks of thy sheep. Deuteronomy 28, 16 through 18. Paraphrase. Read it. Just as with the Abrahamic blessings, we also get the Abrahamic curses if we are disobedient. Cities like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, and Las Vegas, to name a few. And hey, country folk, like the major cities, we can be cursed in our little towns too. Wherever we sin, once blessed in obedience, now cursed in sin and disobedience. It hasn't been that long ago since we, as American people, sought prosperity greatly. Yet today we appear to be at a turning point. Things don't seem to be so good. So wake up, repent, and get back with God. I don't think you're listening, America. Get back to God. And all nations, kindred, and tongues who know the Lord, get back to Him now. We are now cursed today simply because of our disobedience to the Word of God. So while it is today, you know, now, because we are in the present, we could learn from Israel of old's mistakes and repent and not have these curses fall on us. Also, have you noticed our land don't produce the way it used to? And our flock don't produce the way they used to? The scripture says, Cursed shall be the fruit of your body. Is it possible that our children are cursed? When we look at childhood diseases on the rise, and you look at the school violence, street violence, a lot of these crimes are done by our kids. We have kids committing adult crimes, if you will. All because we've turned away from serving the Lord our God. Let the Abrahamic curses proceed. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, 
vexation and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings whereby thou hast forsaken me Deuteronomy 28 19 and 20 and many are cursed when they go out or when they come in it's not safe on the streets anymore nor is it safe anymore at home people are locked up at home with their guns in their hands locked and loaded frustrated and worried to the max do you think that's peaceful living do you call that right hmm but that's the way we live why so much fear it's not from god heck we go to make a layup and the lord block our shot you go jesus why now those of you who play basketball can relate to this in essence you set out to do good and even that the lord is blocking your efforts and blocking your blessings and you can't jump with god okay you go to jesus jesus why did you block my shot and he come back with because you're cursed because you've turned your back on the lord think about it because there's sin in the camp listen friend god would never want to block your blessings but your sins have separated you from your god and his blessings we've not to get sin out of our, we've got rather to get sin out of our camp out of our homes out of our lives so let the abrahamic curse proceed my bible says the lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he have consumed thee from off the land where thou goest to possess it the lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever and with an inflammation and with an extreme burning and with the sword and with blasting and with mildew and they shall pursue thee until thou perish and thy heaven above your head now that you know the atmosphere above your head that is over thy head shall be brass and the earth that is under thy feet be iron the lord shall make the rain of thy land powder as dust I'm talking about a dust storm from heaven shall he come down upon thee until thou be destroyed deuteronomy 28 21 to 24. speaking of pestilences we've had hiv and or aids and sars covid 2 and or covid 19 we call it hit us within a generation that's 40 years 
one generation, two pandemics or, or two um, plagues. While thinking about the symptoms of COVID-19, listen to these words of the scripture I just read again. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption. Hmm. Consumption meaning a wasting disease, especially pulmonary, tuberculosis type. In essence, we can't breathe. And with a fever, you're listening, and with an inflammation and with an extreme burning, sounds familiar? Yes, COVID-19. It has a death toll ranging from 5 million known deaths to 17 million unknown deaths. And the reason they give you a range because there are some people who died of COVID-19 but could have been diagnosed of multiple things. And this is the same with all plagues. The thing that you, that kills you may not be the only thing that's wrong with you. Okay? Our COVID-19 ranked number six of our last seven major plagues. Now, now, don't get this mixed up with the last plagues in the, you know, that God's talking about. It's going to happen in Revelation. It's not the same. That since modern history, we started recording plagues. Although, COVID-19 is still killing people here and abroad. This week in the U.S. on ABC News announced COVID-19 is no longer a public health emergency, according to the WHO, World Health Organization. My Lord told me a while back that he will take COVID down. And though some didn't believe me, the proof is in the pudding as some would say. COVID-19 will be in the history books. Now, we've heard of nations rising against nations throughout Earth's history. Nevertheless, it's ironic that when we turn from our God, other nations get more aggressive. Do we have any enemies here? Think about it. So let the Abrahamic curse proceed. My Bible says, The Lord shall curse thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shalt be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. And thy caucuses shall be meat unto all fowls of the air and until the beasts of the earth, and no man shall fray them away. Nobody gonna shoo them away, they're gonna eat you up. I touched on this in my last podcast, how we were known to pray before we go to battle, before we go to war. And we won our wars. Case in point, our most recent wars, the Iraq war, we prayed publicly asking God 
as a nation, Christian and sinners alike, we ask God to bless our nation and our troops as we entered into battle. And we actually won that war. Yet, we go to a smaller battle in Afghanistan and we retreated. Why retreat? Because that's what happens when you have sin in the camp. Not that our soldiers who are dedicated to the peace and safety of our nation didn't put up a good fight, because they did. But during a joint session, listen to me, a joint session of Congress, we said in a speech, God bless our nation and our troops. But our leader didn't openly evoke and evoke our nation, sinners and saints, Christians and sinners, whatever you want to call them, to pray together unto God as we did the first time, asking God's blessing upon us and our troops as before. So we went to battle without that open prayer to the Lord. Something about the whole group coming together to pray to God. I agree. Someone had to pay for 9-11. We ain't gonna let that get swept under the rug. And we got Osama bin Laden later on. But I'm speaking on the war. How we should have prayed and are blessed openly led by our leader, giving God glory to his name, invoking his name before the nations of the world as we step out under the banner of Jesus Christ to show we are still a godly nation who calls upon their God in need. But we didn't. Pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God. I repent of my sins. Please come into my heart. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, you are saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you are saved. You shall be saved and now you are part of the family of God. Amen? Amen. Now, a word with my Father. Lord God, as you continue to call men out of darkness to your marvelous light in Jesus Christ, your Son, I thank you for allowing me to be part of your ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you or someone you know have further need of prayer, please contact us at heavensprayerlink.com. We'd love to pray with you. And you pray for us too. God bless you.